Welcome to Whispers of Resilience, our MS Stories podcast, where Justine Martin, the Queen of Resilience, sits down with each incredible author featured in this highly anticipated anthology. In this captivating series, we delve into the depths of each author's chapter, exploring the hows and whys behind their desire to share their experiences with multiple sclerosis. Prepare to be inspired as these courageous souls recount their triumphs, their challenges and the resilience that fuels their spirits. Welcome, Claire, to Whispers of Resilience. Now, we've been working together for, oh, it must be about three months now. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to be able to share my story in this way. And I'm very excited to have you on here today. So why did you choose to write a chapter in Whispers of Resilience? Um, I have written a couple of um, published chapters before in various books. The reason that this one really struck a chord with me is that no one's selling anything. We're not here to talk about our businesses, to, um, you know, to try and get someone to sign up to something. This one is this book, this the reason that I'm really interested to be part of this book is that everyone is just telling a story and in some way that is to help or hope to help others who are newly diagnosed um, yep. or long-term diagnosed. So the reason that I really wanted to share my story in this book is that we're not necessarily getting out of anything out of it except for being able to tell our story. It's really in the hope that someone else will gain something from reading it. Yeah, that's right. So let's talk a little bit about your chapter Um, because yours is totally different to everyone else's. Now, you haven't read everyone else's. I'm the only one so far that, um, oh, and the editor and Susie, of course, that have read it all. Uh, Let's talk about your chapter. What inspired you to write it the way that you did? Well, as I said, I've written my story a few times and um, have shared my story quite a lot publicly. Um, So I wanted to tell it in a different way that I still thought would be helpful and The way I told it, um, and I suppose I can talk a little bit about it, but we don't want to give too much away. I've talked about the dichotomy and the duality of of having a disability, but particularly MS. Um, And while I do start with a little bit of my story um, so that those who haven't heard my story before kind of get a gauge of, of what I'm talking about, most of my chapter I predominantly talk about things that can both be true at the same time, how we can be angry and happy, how we can live a grateful life and still be in grief every day for what we've lost. Um, and I think so often we don't acknowledge that we can both be happy and sad at the same time. Yeah, it's such a powerful chapter and I really resonated uh, when I read it. And I, well, When I got to the end, I'm like, wow, this is yeah, so powerful, so true. Um, so well written, Claire. Thank Pat you. yourself on the back uh, yeah, for that one. So let's just uh, talk a little bit about your MS now. Um, when were you diagnosed? April 2017. Okay. And was anyone with you or were you there by yourself? Um, it's funny that I can't even remember. I'm pretty sure that my dad and my husband were there in the room on the day of my diagnosis. Pretty sure. (laughs) 
Not 100% sure, but we're Absolutely pretty sure. Absolutely not 100% sure. Just say that that's an MS brain fart, shall we? No, I just, and it could be, but also I think it was just such an overwhelming day yep. that I've almost just, I mean, it was a while ago now, but I almost have, I know some people remember their diagnosis with such clarity, but I almost have the opposite in that I don't remember. Do you think how, you've shut it out? Um, maybe, but also I had a lot going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, as people who know me will know, I don't do anything by halves and I don't t- do anything lightly and I've always got a million things going on at once. Um, and that definitely, yeah, and that definitely was the case at the time. So, um, we were about to move, um, about a month after I got diagnosed. And so I just kind of went through the motions, um, that day and then went on to the next adventure. Yeah. So what type of MS were you diagnosed with? I was diagnosed with um, relapsing remitting MS, but now having been six years, um, we're looking at possibly it was um, either primary progressive or it's now definitely secondary progressive given that I haven't had a relapse since I was diagnosed my symptoms have been getting worse and I haven't had any new symptoms all of my symptoms are the same but worse okay yep yep it's very tricky for them to diagnose what type we are yeah and my neurologist has said there's no black and white it's a really kind of that spectrum of gray and so he now is happy to say secondary progressive MS Um, but it's taken two years nearly of "Mm, let's treat it like that but not call it that and let's look at it from this way and you can have the medication that works best for secondary progressive but we're not going to necessarily call it that. So, yeah, I think that's where we're at now. Are you on disease-modifying therapy? I can't remember from this chapter. I didn't actually talk about it in my chapter. No, I didn't. I don't think I just spoke about it um, in my chapter at all. Yeah, Um, so I'm on a drug, um, like I said, that's, um, had a lot of testing done with secondary progressive MS. It's called Mazent and it's a daily um, pill that I just take once a day. Yeah. Does that have to be taken at the same time every day? It's supposed to be, yes. <laughs> like the pill? The yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, like all of these things, it has a effic- the best efficacy if you're taking it regularly at the same time. If I don't take it for four days in a row, I have to start right back at the start with mm. half quarter doses and half doses yep. and so I'm supposed to take it at the same time every day and they say kind of within six or eight hours is is okay yeah, yeah. um yes I've had medication like that it's yeah. like god damn it now I've got to go back to the beginning again I haven't had to go back to the beginning yet thankfully sometimes I'll miss a day and then take two and then miss another day and then take two and then take it for a month and then miss mm-hmm. you know but but I've never missed four days in a row. Well, that's good. Can you share yeah. any advice for others who are living with MS who have been recently diagnosed? Yeah. I mean, read this book because I think it's um, it's definitely going to tell a wide variety of stories. And, you know, I assume your hope is that in telling so many stories, you're going to be able to find something that everyone relates to, not dissimilar mm-hmm. to the podcast that I once hosted. Um, MS understood, which people can still find and still access and still listen to. Um, and I, for me, listening to other people's stories was really beneficial. And I could listen to a podcast, and I know you share 
um, stories of resilience. Um, those kind of, yeah, absolutely, I absolutely. And I, I don't know if there'll be links to access those, but um, those kind of things that you can do in your own time um, without having to kind of talk to other people about it necessarily, that's what really helped me. So listening to those stories and hearing those stories, stalking people on Instagram, using social media to kind of make those connections, I think is really beneficial um, just to help with how is my, and, and we don't know from looking at anyone else how our life can look, but if you look at enough people, you will know or you'll be able to see the majority of people living with MS that I see are living a great, full, wonderful life regardless of their symptoms. Um it was explained to me by my neuro that, you know, when my mum had MS, there was no disease-modifying therapies. Um, the outcome was quite bleak um, from it. Now we have these disease-modifying therapy drugs that no one can say what we're going to be like in 5, 10 or 20 years' time because there's no precedent in this. Mm um for it and you know it is a personal preference as well whether you want to take disease modifying drugs and um when you read the chapters of the book there's a there's a mixture of some people who are on them some people who were on them and some people who haven't taken them Mm. and that's the beauty about um you know, freedom of choice that we can choose whether we want to be on them or come off them and And I think not only obviously has it to do with choice but it's to do with your life your symptoms how it appears how what it's what's changing like you can go on and off these drugs you can choose to do one thing and change your mind we're allowed to change our minds humans are allowed to change their minds and and that's all okay yep yeah that's that's definitely right um i find um you know, the Facebook support groups are always a good place as well to find that extra bit of support and, mm. you know, you can buddy I think up. Some, I think yeah. some of the groups are great. Some of the groups I have had to either unfollow or leave because I think there can also be a lot of, I find that, or I have found, and obviously not the case for everyone, but I think I see a lot more positivity from Instagram from MS warriors on Instagram that I do in Facebook groups. I think often Facebook groups, and rightly so, people need it, but a, a, a place for people to vent. And then that sometimes, if you're newly diagnosed, um, that can become overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think you've got to take things too online that you see with a grain of salt. Well, I'm actually admin of, of one of those groups. So, yes. um, supporting and that, that, one's, that one's nice. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> You're welcome. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that one, I paid us to say that, everyone. No, I didn't. Um, that one's called Supporting Each Other with MS in Australia and it was actually the first support group in Australia online. Mm. Uh, so when I was diagnosed, I couldn't find um, an online support group and my fiancé at the time, who's no longer in my life, um he was doing the whole ostrich in the sand thing and we weren't allowed to talk about it when he was at home and we had to pretend that it wasn't there and I really needed a tribe and a community to be around and um yeah I started that group and you know we have over 700 people in it and I'm very particular on who I let in because they have to have MS they can't be a support person and they have to live in Australia so because there was that um 
criteria in joining, I think that's helped with the um, with the group as well. So yeah. uh, look us up on Facebook, anyone that um, wants to join a fantastic group. Um, Claire, what are some mis- what are some common misconceptions about MS uh, that you would like to clear up? Oh my goodness, there's so many. Um, I think <laughs> that everyone's going to end up in a wheelchair. Um, yep. And lots of people do. I use a wheelchair when I'm out and about. Um, I probably should be using one at home more often, um, but I'm, our house is not very big. Um, so, yeah, that is one common misconception. I know a woman who recently just um, tried hiking Everest with um, MS. So, you know, there's lots of different uh, – it's, it's not just spectrum. It's such a yeah. spectrum. Um you know, that we're all sad and, and miserable because obviously from reading this book that's, I assume, I, like I said, I haven't read it, but obviously not the case and, and definitely from what I see online. And I know from my life I am living a grateful, busy life. Um, yeah, I think they're the two. Yeah. Um, I would totally agree um, with that. What goals do you have for yourself in regards to managing your MS and living a full and rewarding life? Oh, goals to living with my MS. I don't know. Honestly, I try, not I try not to think about it, but it's not a predominant thought in my life. I think initially I've been diagnosed for six years and my symptoms have gotten what we would say is worse. I am using a wheelchair now after spending, you know, the first kind of two and a half years running around. Um yep. So I I try not to have, and not in a, a morbid, sad way, but goals about my MS because we just don't know what MS is going to do. So I don't want yeah. to have this goal of like in two years I'm going to do this because we ju- I just don't know. Um, so what do you do in order to manage your MS? What are some practical tips and that that you can yeah, give? Yeah, great. Um, so I see an EP once a week and I have a therapy assistant come, both come to my house once a week. Um, EP is newly diagnosed. Exercise physiologist. <laughs> yeah. And so I think from my understanding there's kind of level. So you can see a neurophysio, which is amazing, and I highly recommend everyone do that. Um, from the very start, I think um, hook up with a neurophysio, they can do kind of base level tests and then you can um, kind of continue and they'll be able to see any decline if there is. And then under, un, not under that, but kind of beside that, you can see like a regular physio. Then there's an exercise physiologist and then kind of not under that, but I, I suppose in a different pay grade is a therapy assistant. Um, so I actually access all of those. Um, in different capacities. Um, so each week I see an exercise physiologist and therapy assistant. Um, I There's lots of other things I used to do and I could do more of, but I'm also working nearly full-time. So um, I think managing to fit in and as one of those things I speak about in my chapter is being a, super appreciative for, for me, the NDIS funding and access I get to all these appointments. And also being super overwhelmed by having to fit all of the appointments into my calendar. It's like a full-time job, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, managing, you know, your medical appointments and all your physicians. I'm coming yeah. back as an ologist, something on 
an ologist. Well, oh, I'm actually to- I'm training to be an ologist. Well, there you go. What are you training to be, Claire? I'm I'm doing a Bachelor of Psychological Science. So one day I'd like to be a psychologist. There you go. Yeah, yeah, one day and work with people newly diagnosed with chronic illnesses because I think when I was diagnosed, that's something I definitely did early on is um, sought out a good psychologist and didn't have great success. No, they're very Ah, between the good ones. Yeah. So, um, and interview actually Sally Shaw, who is a um psychologist who has MS, um, on the podcast, and she was amazing. And thought if every psychologist I could see or have access to had a chronic illness, they would understand or have more of an understanding. And so I thought I'm going to do that. So, yeah, halfway through my bazillion year long degree, um, one day. It's my retirement career. That's my plan. Yeah, halfway through it. Jeez. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, I think more than halfway through. Anyway, I'm getting yeah. there. You're yeah. getting there. We'll have to have a big party when you get yeah. there. I know. So Claire and I actually don't live too far away from each other and we have met in person quite a few yeah. times. And yeah. We've both interviewed each other yeah. on our on our podcast. <laughs> so what was your podcast called again, Claire? So I hosted the MS Understood podcast. And I think at the time, it, again, not dissimilar to you and your Facebook group, I do think it was one of the first MS-focused podcast and it, the reason I started it was because that's what I wanted when I was diagnosed yeah. um, and I did nearly a hundred episodes um, interviewed people from all over the world um, who had either had MS and then it, later on I started um, interviewing some of the ologists gists ologists what did we say ologists <laughs> ologists I interviewed some of the ologists um, and people who could help people with MS. Um, so for me, it was an incredibly useful time. It was a real time where I was going through that. That's um, researching, isn't it? As yeah. Well. And, and for me, it was going through the grief of having a diagnosis and noticing my symptoms declining. I started it a couple of years after I was diagnosed. Um, yep. And so for me, it was that really great chance to be like, well, these people are so different and we can't know what it's going to look like. And everyone's living amazing lives alongside having MS, um, sometimes because of their MS. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's still out there. It's still on Spotify. I haven't recorded an episode for a while. Like I said, I'm working full time and studying and mothering. And I think can come back to at any point. Yeah, at- and every now and again I do think about it, um, but there's a few things going on. So, yeah. And a lot of work. To put together. Yes, they are. So yeah. I've got Resilience Mindset and we're just about wrapped up. By the time this goes to air, we will have wrapped up Season 2 and there's books coming out on those. And Alison Brown, who's also one of your mm. co-authors, or I should say our co-authors, yeah. and I are running a podcast now called um, MS Unmasked. And it's just her and I sitting there each week and generally chatting like we are now, but we pick a topic and um, mm. our listeners have been sending in uh, questions as well for us to talk on. And again, yeah, you know, opening up the lines of communication and not putting this behind closed doors, which it has been for such a long time. Mm. And and the book was also true, you know, most people have heard of MS, but don't know what happens on a day-to-day basis with those mm. of us living MS. And it was just you know, mainly uh, to educate. So um, 
Is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners, Claire? Um, I think being informed. So after a diagnosis or even as I think the, this book and this podcast, particularly, you know, the interviewing of the authors is going to be super useful for um, friends, family members, supports of people living with MS. So if you're one of those people who don't have MS but a family member does or, um, you know, I, I, I have sat twice in the last week or so with um, friends and family members who have both said to me, I didn't realise how inaccessible the world was until you started using a wheelchair. Um, and the fact that they have both said that they walk past shops and, and realise that I couldn't get into them now, um, you know, obviously it's not great that I can't get into them, but how great is it that my supports are noticing that when I'm not even there? Yeah. Um, so I think that it's not just this book and this podcast and the research that we do around this is not just for people living with MS mm. directly, not just those of us diagnosed with MS, but those living with people who have MS in their lives. Yeah. Um, and that it means so much when people take the time to read a book or do some research or learn about yeah. You know, those that we have no choice when we have MS to find out about mm. it. You know, we listen, we sit in the, the doctor's appointments, we listen to what they've got to say, we're in the support groups and everything like that. Um, and, you know, we know what our body can and can't do. It is extremely difficult as a carer of someone who has MS. And I know this because I was a carer before mm. I got MS with my own mum having it. And, um, the frustrations I used to have with her, but now when I sit back and think, oh, well, that's why she did that or that's why she did that, um, it, hopefully this book and, and the podcast will help those that are in a caring situation on what we're actually going through. Mm. To, to I don't want to say highlight it either, that's not the right word, but to bring no, awareness. I yeah, and I, I just think it's if you love someone, you learn about what they're going mm. through. It's not even, to me, it's just a real kind of a really obvious thing. You know, if someone I knew was going through something like this, I would want to find out what I could do to help. Yeah. Was there something that you wanted to mention in your chapter but you didn't? Um, Now's the time. That's a great question. I don't think so because I've shared my story so publicly so many times, people can find it all over the internet. Um, I've published chapters in two other books. I really do think. um, Those books. uh, They are. I happen to have them right here. (laughs) Of Um, course you do. With uh, Women Leading the Way with... uh, Oh, what's the, I can't remember the name of the press, Women Changing the World Press. So my chapter's in there. And actually um, a subsidiary from Osmumpreneurs. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and Renewal um, lived and learned advice to give uh, through Business in Heels. Yep. So both of those, which is very exciting. Um, I've written and told my story in so many ways. I really wanted to do it differently for this book and I wanted to just kind of, I don't think I bet at all, but it feels as though I'm really proud of this chapter. 
I'm really proud to be able to um, have contributed to this book. Um, and I, yeah, I really hope that it gets out there and, and helps people living with MS. Well, I'm really proud that you've actually been a part of this project, Claire, oh. and, um, and that we're friends as well. So um, I think we'll wrap it up now. These podcasts are going to be nice and short and sweet. Yeah. And um, just to give you a little bit of airtime and um, include anything else that you wanted to pop in your chapter and, and explain that. So thanks for your time. Uh, everyone else, if you haven't bought the book or downloaded it, get on board now and do that. 25% um, of all the sales uh, are going back to MS Research to find a secure. So until next time. You all just stay healthy, compassionate, kind uh, to each other and we'll talk to you soon. Are you ready to be inspired? Get ready for the book that will touch your heart and ignite your spirit. Whispers of Resilience, Personal Stories of Living with MS is now available for purchase. Have you ever wanted to peek into the lives of individuals who have triumphed over adversity? Look no further. This highly anticipated anthology brings together a group of exceptionally talented authors, all living with multiple sclerosis, who share their personal journeys with unyielding honesty and vulnerability. At www.resiliencemindset.com.au, you can now secure your copy of this remarkable book that captures the essence of resilience, hope, and the power of the human spirit. Dive into the stories that will captivate your imagination and open your heart to the triumphs and challenges faced by these courageous individuals. With each turn of the page, you'll witness the unbreakable spirit of these authors, as they navigate the unpredictable terrain of Ms. Their words will inspire you, uplift you, and remind you of the incredible strength that lies within. Visit www.resiliencemindset.com.au now and embark on a transformative journey through the pages of Whispers of Resilience. Get your copy today, 